Welcome to the show. We are sharing stories with solutions from people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer for the Heal Your Life Workshop Teacher Program and the Heal Your Life Coach Training Program. You can learn more about me and the training at thetraining.ca. That's T-H-E training.ca. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment. So let's get started. Well, hello, listeners. Welcome back. I'm excited for our guest today. She is an entrepreneur, business strategist, and wellness coach. She lives in Mumbai. Her name is Farhana Vora, and it is just so wonderful to bring her to the show for you. She is a personal friend of mine, someone who I admire and respect. She has a huge reach and has helped really touch the lives of over 20,000 people through her training and her workshops. And she's a very passionate person. She really wants to embrace relationships, connection, understanding. We met through our connection with Louise Hay, and I am happy to present her to you today. Welcome to the show, Farhana. Hi, Victoria. Thank you for inviting me here. It's such a pleasure to again see you. I remember all the great memories we shared at Heal Your Life. I'll always treasure them. So thank you for inviting me here. Oh, thank you for being our guest. I am really excited to learn a little bit more about your entrepreneurial experiences. I know that you are a motivational speaker and a mindset coach, and you hold all these different workshops with Louise Hay and Stephen Covey and Positive Psyche and Philosophy of Happiness. Can you kind of just tell us what is going on for you right now, what it is that you want to share with the listeners, and let's just start chatting about it. Uh, you know, you really, you put me on a spot out here, but uh, if I was to go in with a conversation on everything that you've talked about, which is essentially wellness, and wellness means having a flourishing life, I cannot help but refer to what we have been through in the last two years. It has been life-changing. Okay, so if I just had to keep that in mind and I see the mindset shift of so many people who has understood that we need to prioritize our life, we need to live in a more mindful space rather than having, you know, this constant struggle of doing things, being there, being everywhere, this living in the present, living in the now is so important. To me, uh, all the workshops that I do essentially is on wellness and it's on about reaching a life of fulfillment and abundance. So that's essentially what all of my workshops are on. You know, I know one thing that's really important to you is trusting life. And so when you talk about the experiences of the last couple of years and living in the present moment, what advice can you give to the listeners on trust life? Okay, so there are three things that I will follow through with trust life. One is trust life, live strong, and be in gratitude. And if I had to expand on the word trust life, what do I really mean? I mean, trust God, trust a power that's greater than us. Trust your soul, trust your consciousness. Live in the moment because, you know, the past and future are mere thoughts. It's a space that's only occupying our thoughts. It's not really existing. Our existence is happening in the present. It's happening in the now. So if we have to really be our true selves, we can only be in the now. I was just going to say that when you talk about being in the now, it sounds like such a simple concept, 
but I personally find it hard to do. And I catch myself throughout the day thinking about the past or worrying about the future. And I have to kind of reset that thought at those moments and say, okay, this is where I am. This is what's going on now. And I find that when I do try to project into the future and, and especially with the world situation, I get anxious. Is that what you're hearing from, from people as well? And oh, Absolutely. That's why I'm going with this right now. Why am I actually talking about this? Because this is exactly what I'm seeing that the world is going through. We are getting anxious and I include myself in there. There is that uncertainty, but I also wonder, were we ever, ever certain? And or is it only this, this phase of the last two years that we are now challenging that we were never in the driver's seat, right? We always thought we were in control. And now this is a huge awakening that we were really never in control, right? So when you say trust life, it means just surrender a bit. Live in that moment. Is it easy? Absolutely not. I just want to give in one phase. It's a Latin term and I really love it. It's called Amora Fati. In a Latin phase, it can be translated as love of fate. To have fate, love of one's fate. So it's to describe an attitude in one in which one sees everything that happens in one's life, which also means the good, the bad, the suffering, the loss. It's all a necessary part of our living, right? The minute we were born, there is some certainties of life that we can't escape. So, and in fact, Frederick Nishchen always uh, referred to Amora Fati. He talked about the eternal recurrence. So that's my trust life. And uh, if I can go and deeply dive into what I mean by it, I would say grateful living. Live with gratitudes for what you have today. And there's so much that you just said I want to touch on. Let's start with the gratitude. In society here, you know, in the U.S. and Canada, we have... Uh, really kind of worn out this gratitude thing with, you know, the mindfulness. I'm using air quotes right now for the listeners in that we think, okay, well, if I list five things, if I'm, if I have a gratitude journal, then I'm in gratitude. And I think so often what happens is we go through the motions and we don't connect to the feeling. So for example, you know, I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful that I have food on the table. You know, these, our gratitude just becomes these automatic things that we're not connected to. But what if we took it a step further? And uh, I'll use my dog as the example. She's sleeping at my feet right now. I love my dog so much. I'm so grateful for her. She sleeps at my feet and I'm never alone. I feel like I have a buddy with me all the time. Uh, she's so excited to see me when I come home. Her little tail wags. I'm so grateful for her. And do you feel the difference between that and I'm grateful for my dog? And a huge difference. I can see the passion that you've said it with. And like you said, let's go a little deeper. Let's not keep it to the superficial way of just gratitude. I'm talking about grateful living, to live in a state of gratitude, you know, to wake up every morning from the serenity of, of the night, from waking up from that territory of sleep and waking up to a morning and saying, thank you for what I have. Thank you for everything that I have. And one thing I want to say, gratitude does, when you have gratitude, you cannot live with fear. Fear disappears, okay? And that's a huge factor because you said something about being anxious about the future. So just imagine when you're in gratitude, how fast fear disappears. Like love cannot live with fear. If you're in love, you shouldn't have fear, right? So these are ways that you change your internal wiring. The minute you live in that grateful space, the minute you're invested in that grateful space, it changes the vibration, honestly. 
I, I really do believe the vibration of a person changes. Does that really mean that I'm in a nirvana state constantly? Absolutely not. I would be kidding myself. I'm as human as the next person. Do I have trouble in relationships? Absolutely. Do I get angry with people? Yes. But I self-center myself as fast as possible. I have that self-center. So even if I am losing myself somewhere, I'm trying to be as centered as possible. To live gracefully, right? To let go of things. So I maybe grace is another word which I really like to bring in. These are all beautiful words. Trust life, live strong, be in gratitude, love of fate, and grace. Beautiful. I love that you're being so honest with us and telling and not sugarcoating it. And you're saying, I have all of these emotions too. And, you know, even though I'm a leader and I teach the philosophy of happiness, I too am human and have these emotions. And maybe we could talk about how it is, you said you can shift out of it now. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that. I know that with Louise Hay, you know, one of the philosophies is that the thoughts we think can change our reality. And can you talk to us a little bit more about that so that the, the listeners know when they're in that moment, when they're in fear or anger or sadness or anxiety, how to shift? Uh, so here I'm going to just give a very, very simple example. If you're sharing space, let's say two, four, five people in your home or in your environment that you're living in or your office, you will see that the last two years have impacted everybody very differently. Even though geographically you may be sharing the same space. It's because, do you know where we live, Victoria? So I know you live in this beautiful place. But if I asked you, where do you truly live? We live in our mind. Yeah. That's where the entire drama goes on first. So when you live in your mind, what is it that we can do there? Every change is happening in ourselves. So whether I'm sharing space with my husband and my kids, we all four are being impacted with the same reality, but our experiences of that reality is so different from each other. So can you change a thought? Incidentally, we have between 40,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day. Not easy to change all of them. But with awareness, you can start changing the small, repetitive, negative thoughts that we tend to have. Did I answer your question properly? Absolutely. So just to summarize, you know, our thoughts change our reality. And when we are in those thoughts that are, we're in a place of fear, or maybe, maybe we're thinking some thoughts that make us feel anxious, those thoughts can be changed. And one thing that I'd like to share is that it's just being willing to change those thoughts is really the first step. And yes. you know, we we may, even if we're taking it super personal and we're thinking, oh, you know, I'm such a loser. I always do everything wrong. People are always judging me. They must think I'm stupid. You know, all these really, really negative affirmations, which is what they are in those thoughts we think are affirmations. It might be unrealistic for you to think, I love myself. I'm so amazing. People are completely attracted to me and want to spend time with me. But what you can do is be willing to think those thoughts and be willing to consider that you are a lovable person. And I think just adding that word willing really helps us to embrace what the future can hold for us. And I know that one thing that you teach about is resolving negative emotions and how that frees us up in the future. And so can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. In fact, there is a lovely quote in Sanskrit. To forgive means to untie. It means to untie the knot that's holding you tied to that person or thing 
or emotion or a circumstance, whatever it is. So when you resolve it, you let it go. So for everybody that's listening here, can you all pick up a water bottle or your bag and hold it way up so that your arm is stretched? And I'm sure we all have things in our table that we can hold up. Now, if I asked you, can you hold it up for long? You would say yes. But if I told you to hold it for the whole day, it would be so difficult. That is the emotional baggage that we tend to hold in our life. That backpack that you need to let go of negativity. Let it go. Free yourself. You're doing the only person you're doing the favor to is yourself, not to the other person. That person has moved on. So you're actually letting that person rent space in your mind. And I'll come back to the thinking we live in our mind. Oh, that is such a great exercise for people to do and such a great visual to say, yeah, I can just do this for a moment. It's totally fine. It's like that thought we think I can hold this thought for a moment, this negative thought, but what a burden it becomes with this emotional baggage. And then we're carrying around that backpack full of emotional baggage and it shows up in our body as stored negative emotions. What do you believe about the mind-body connection and what would you like to share? Oh, we are completely a body that's psychosomatically connected to mind, body, spiritual energy, uh, psychological immunity, everything. We haven't even tapped what it really is all about. Everybody is just trying and everybody is holistically trying to understand what makes us tick. And, you know, coming back to the same space, you can actually tell when you're not feeling good. You can. But you know what we do is we hide it. Because we said feelings are not good. It's not good to feel bad, but that's the worst thing. You need to acknowledge your feeling. Why are you feeling bad? What is it that's troubling you? Face up to it. And this need which um, people have to constantly be loved by everybody, I don't much believe in that. I think I just want to be authentic. And if I have just one person and a dog loving me, I think I'm fine with that. seriously yeah I mean what is the reason how can somebody be loved with anybody and the only other example I can give and I don't know if this is the right space to is you know you can have horrible leaders that can go and kill six million people and still be loved so what is this great fascination of being loved by a large audience true love just means one two five people that connect with you right Victoria Oh, it's so true. And I think that, you know, especially with social media now, we have really fallen into a trap of comparison and we are associating likes with love and worth and value, self-esteem. And we all know that it's damaging. I don't think it's been around long enough for us to know the long-term effects, but you make such a good point in that Not everyone has to love us. Not everyone has to even like us for us to be an amazing, lovable person. Right. And I think that there's even an addiction factor in there where we are addicted to that feeling of affection uh, from other people or having to have the approval of other people. Let's, Let's say it that way. We're addicted to having the approval of other people. And I think so often when we talk about addiction, we think about, you know, drugs and alcohol, that type of thing. But Really, what I would love for the listeners to consider is that addiction for approval, you know, that addiction to staying busy so that we don't have to think about what is going on in our thoughts, what Farhana has said we need to be most aware of. We try to stuff that down, those thoughts, those feelings, emotions, with busyness, uh, with false approval, let's say, from social media. 
So if you had to talk about addiction to approval, what has been your experiences? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but have you noticed that within your personal life or within people that you know? Um, So, you know, this probably goes back to the way we have all been uh, raised in our childhood. Okay. So I always feel that our beginning is where it all starts from. So it's, and again, we all raised by parents that are really trying to do their best. So there's no point in turning back and telling a poor mother or a father, you know, they didn't know better. But we are adults. We are in a space today that if we want to bring change in, we can, right? I fortunately actually grew up in a house that clapped for me, even if I could walk straight. You know, so I really got a lot of approval (laughs) in my childhood days. I mean, as silly as that sounds. But yes, you also, I also feel that to be appreciated, to be acknowledged for what you've done once in a while is something we all need. And I don't, I will never put that past of saying that I'm way past that space of not being, wanting to be acknowledged. That is being human. That's being that's living life with another person. And I think people need to have generosity in their life where they need to approve, acknowledge, thank you for things. So, I, you know, another thing that is hugely important to me is generosity. I don't mean generosity with money. I just mean generosity of self. It's so easy to do that, to be kind, to be self-compassionate. So where does it start, Victoria? Let's first do it with our own selves. Let's approve of ourselves. I've been wrong many times, you know, I have lost my temper, I've said things which shouldn't have been said, but I do tend to be aware of it and forgive myself and hope to learn some lessons. Yes. And such a great thing to talk about how the approval comes from within. And when the approval is within, we don't need it from without or from outside as much. I mean, the acknowledgement, the appreciation, the gratitude, all of that. Yes, I believe that. But I don't think that our self-worth at that point depends on Facebook likes from other people. Absolutely not. Approval, not needed. A bit of appreciation, yes. Acknowledgement, yes. But I don't need anybody to approve of me. I think I approve of myself. And to the listeners, I would say is that the space that we all should try to reach to, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of where we are, journey started in life. So, you know, life is like riding the waves. I always say it's like the up and the down. When you're on the top, you're in a super space and you can see this fabulous horizon. But when you are down, don't forget there is the horizon. Just wait for the next wave. Oh, that's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I love that you've shared that with the listeners. I want to just share one more thing with the listeners. Uh, That is your website. It's meraki.in. I'm going to spell that. M-I-R-A-K-I dot I-N. And uh, I know that you are an entrepreneur at heart. And so... You've started this jewelry line and have um, Farah's Jewelry in Dubai. Can you tell us more about what your passion is uh, as an entrepreneur? So I've been an entrepreneur since I was a child. I always thought of doing new things, okay? So when you're referring to my jewelry line of Farah's, it's 20 years old today, okay? We make beautiful heritage jewelry. Because I was from Dubai, it got launched in the Middle East. And yes, it's in the market for 20 years. Being an entrepreneur means just think of something that's missing 
in the world out there which you're passionate to bring to the world. But my journey as a workshop leader, coach, probably started off when I was 11 and 12 years old. I meditated since I was 12 years old, even though I didn't know I was meditating and much, much later. And then I got my master, I became a master of Reiki 25 years ago and then so on and so forth, you know. Like we seek what we don't have, I feel, in life, you know. So sometimes when you're seeking for that space, you're seeking for something that's missing inside your heart. Okay, so I don't know if uh, if I'm saying it in a bad way. It's not. I wanted to seek what is more in life than just this. So it was that constant seeking. Yes, the yeah. constant passion that you have. I know that you are someone who is very passionate, that you show your emotions and that that's a really strong feature that you have because you're so authentic with people and they really can learn from you, can learn from what you are sharing in your training and your workshops because you so authentically show all of those feelings and the connection. I, I'm going to touch back to approving ourselves and the entrepreneurial heart. And I know that whatever it is that the listeners are passionate about, whether it's a hobby or whether it's a business, the approval of self is really what this goes back to approving of ourselves. And it just makes everything in life easier. And one tip that I'd love to share with the listeners that I share with my coaching clients is that when we are really struggling, a little exercise that we can do is go to our journal and write the affirmation, I approve of myself. And write that affirmation over and over and over until you feel different in your heart, until you are believing the words on the paper. And something that is powerful too, as you mentioned, when we are stuck in those emotions of maybe feeling rejected or feeling angry, returning to the journal, or if you're driving down the road or at work saying to yourself, I approve of myself over and over, changes everything. And it goes back to what you said about our thoughts changing our reality. And when we change that thought, everything changes. You have covered so much with us today. Thank you so much, Farhana. Do you have any closing thoughts? Any? I love the, the quotes that you've shared already. Uh, any further quotes or anything that you'd love to share with the listeners? Yes, absolutely. Two things. You were very kind to give my uh, website details. So if everybody subscribes to that, they'll get an article from me every week. Plus, I do sessions and workshops so they can log in. Do follow me on Instagram. I'm extremely active in that space. It's Farhana underscore Bora. So, you know, I don't know how this works. Should I spell it out? F-A-R-H-A-N-A underscore Bora. V with a victory. O-H-R-A. So do okay. follow me on Instagram. For the listeners, I will put that in the in the notes as well, the show notes, so that you've got the link and you can just connect right through. I follow Farhana and she is very uh, positive and active on that platform. You will love what she does. She has a, a IGTV show as well that you'll want to tune into. Uh, any further? You said you had two things. That was one. The second thing is uh, just as in the computer, there is a button on the right hand side that we minimize and we maximize our screen. Okay. I urge all the listeners, maximize your life. Don't live small, live strong. So just like you are maximizing your screen and the computer, maximize your life. You know, paint a larger canvas, make it larger. You have only one life. And do you know what is 21,300? The significance of it is the amount of times we breathe. So make every breath count. That's it. Nothing more really to say. 
Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Varana. Again, that website is M-I-R-A-K-I.in, and everything will be in the show notes for you, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Varana. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.